the soundtrack to life I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. And we've got a jam-packed hour talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the must-have guide to all that's happening on stage and off. There's our pick of the week, plus your chance to be in with the winning West End tickets, but only if you name that show. <laughs> we've got the quick quiz. Cleo's here to grab a show out of the vault and make sure you catch our spotlight interview with Benedict Salter. Yeah, and that's all before two here on Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. I'm so used to saying good morning, I nearly said good morning. Uh, we're in the afternoon now. We are in it's the one afternoon. O'clock. Welcome, Cleo. Hello, it's very exciting to be here. Yeah, you sound even better when I turn your mic on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having made you move chair, I then put the wrong one on. Yay, thanks for coming in. So you're going to give us a vault show. I am. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah, and you're going to do the quiz? Mm, I might. Yes. Yeah. No, sure. no option, darling. Yeah, okay. No yeah. You're in. I'm You're ready. In. Yeah. Now, in terms of exceptions and omissions, exemptions and all of the rest of it, I realised last week I had a, a fleeting thought and my mm. brain didn't catch up quickly right, enough with the thought, never mind my mouth, to say that, you know, when um, you mentioned Louise Dearman and I said, oh, well, she's been a wicked, right? And you said probably played both parts. I nearly went, she has. I'm pretty confident yeah. that she might have even been the first person who did it. Yeah. And the reason I looked that up once is that I was sitting next to possibly her in-laws or certainly okay. some people who knew her through yeah. her partner and they were really charming because they went oh our daughter's an actress it came up we were just watching yeah. the show and they're like our daughter's uh, or our, a, a friend of the family is an actress and I said oh yeah what's her name and they said Louise Dib and I was like she's really quite a thing you know you know she's got an incredible profile she's very well regarded mm. and that was news to them it was really sweet because they oh. were just like oh, she's very good at singing and she's done a few shows she was totally rather than being a western yeah, legend yeah. they just yeah. didn't clock they were really sort of sweetly gratified that I knew who she was it's brilliant. Yeah, well, really if you don't, nice. there's a bit of an issue, really, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> oh, Cleo's thinking, oh. No. Speaking of the quiz, is it too late to hit the fire exit and leave? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name that show, though? Let's find out. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, ba. Name that show. And you never know till you reach the top if it was worth the uphill climb. Oh. <laughs> what happened to the last word? <laughs> I'm imagining that's going to be climb, is it? It is. Do you want that again in its totality? Yeah, that'd be nice. And you never know till you reach the top if it was worth the uphill climb. There you are. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Lovely. Now, this is called Name That Show. And that was our first clip. And if you can guess the show that that song comes from, and you email in joe at river.radio. Even if you're listening on our podcast, it's okay. I'm going to trust that you're being honest. Um, Joe at River.Radio, tell us what the show is. And if you guessed on the first one, and you can tell me in the email, uh, you get three stars. If you guess it on our next little tiny clip, you'll get two stars. And if you get it on the third go, um, you get one star. And 
very shortly, maybe mid-November, I'm going to work out who has the most stars. Do you like my leaderboard here, Cleo? Oh, it's really nice. It's like have... Christmas in a primary school, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. You've just got to be careful with the, gl- the glitter. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and the tinsel. Mm. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I know you like Christmas, but the tinsel is a step too far in but October, it's not isn't green it? or red, though. At least it's multicoloured Yeah, tinsel, OK, you know? fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm giving away two free tickets to a West End show for the person who has the most stars. So it's worth emailing, don't you think? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The show's the star. The show is the star. Very good. Very good. Uh, right, so J-O at River.Ready, if you knew what that Thank was. You. Two more clips coming throughout the course of the hour, but now it's time to lift the curtain. So this is where we pick through the lift, uh, liftings, through the listings, a little bit like liftings a beautiful listings. buffet, where you go in for the really tasty stuff first. Absolutely. Now, I um, was really excited to hear that um, Saving Grace, did you ever watch that film? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I yeah. feel like I've seen it. I feel like I might have seen that. You know when you start a film at 10 o'clock at night, then you might nod <laughs> off during it? Yeah. Not, so, not damning indictment of Saving Grace, but I feel like I've started it. Okay. So Saving Grace um, was a film. And uh, it's now becoming a musical, which I'm very, very excited about. Lovely. Um, this is quite interesting. The music is going to be written by Katie Tunstall. Oh, really? Yeah. Woo-hoo. I know, that is, that's it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah, so it's coming to, um, initially, to the Riverside Studios, um, and it's only going to do 12 performances from the 22nd of November. Um, but it sounds really great. It's based on the film, um, which is wonderful, and... That film itself inspired, and the story inspired the Doc Martin TV series. Did oh, you know that? really? No, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so, um, so Seven Grace, the beloved film that inspired the smash hit series Doc Martin, is brought to the stage this autumn as a heartwarming and hilarious new musical with music by Brit Award winner Katie Sunstall and the book by acclaimed playwright Apple de Angeles. Oh, nice. You know yeah. yeah, I do. This world premiere... I love that one, it's a world premiere in this country, is directed by Tony Award nominee Lawrence Connor. Um, So the story is after the suspicious death of her husband, Grace is alone and on the verge of bankruptcy. Finding an unlikely friend in her gardener, Matthew, the budding entrepreneurs create a new joint venture to solve their financial woes. So dipping their toes into the dark side of horticulture. Did you know that the horticulture had a dark side? I didn't, I mean, (laughs) looking at the mud on my fingers, you planted anything. I didn't know there was a light side. Um, Grace and Matthew light up the sleepy side town of Port Isaac. I'm trying to think of the other dark side. I mean, what is it? Stabbing people with forks? What else could get I dark? I don't know. But there is a rumour that the suspicious death was something to do with the underground. Sort of ah. like, you know, underworld. Anyway, um, they light up the, sweet, the sleepy seaside town of Port Isaac as the pair find new highs in life's lows. So that's uh, at the Riverside Studios for 12 performances from the 22nd of November. Riverside Studios have um, popped up on our radar is. a few times yeah. recently, haven't they? And I was there, or very close to it, I should say, in Hammersmith uh, earlier in the week and I've got a review for that coming up and reviewing the situation later on. Now, a few little things that I've noticed have crossed my bows over here. Um, the Black British Theatre Awards have announced that they're happening on the 16th of October at the National Theatre, which is exciting. Very cool exciting. venue for those. Um, now, other things that I've seen, The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore is a 1962 play, which you might not have heard of. Anyone care to guess who it's by? <laughs> no, it's Tennessee Williams. And okay. you might not know it because it's a very rare revival, and that's at the Charing Cross Theatre now. Very good. It's about four-time widow Flora. Um, um, Flora is a part that 
in the past has been described as being a bit like a female King Lear. Okay. So sort of a big, meaty part. And that's being played by Linda Marlowe, who's a name that you'll probably know. Um, and for, Flora uh, has an unexpected house guest, and that is being played by Olivier Award-winning Sarah Kestelman, who's the Witch of Capri. So two Ooh. theatrical legends in this revival at the Charing Cross. And Sani Raval from I May Destroy You's in it too, with what's on stage award-winner Lucy Shorthouse from Everyone's Talking About Jamie. Uh, directed by Robert Shavara, it's a play that that Williams wrote in grief after his longtime lover Frank Merlot died from lung cancer and Frank had managed to wean Williams off prescription drugs, casual relationships and had really focused his career. So then unpicking that, sort of tugging at that thread of tapestry as I suspect caused a really sort of um, heavily laden piece of work that is a play that we don't know very much but it's The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. It's on till the 23rd of October at the Charing Cross Theatre. I do like the, 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 the title of it. Yeah, it's lovely. It's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like it's possibly him dealing with a few demons and coming to realise, you know, standing on his own two feet, what that's like. Now, did you hear that Andrew Lloyd Webber has changed? <laughs> <laughs> I like that little snicker. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. What's he changed? What's he changed? He has changed. Has the, he changed any... The title. Has he changed don't. the lead creative on the project? <laughs> that's the fundamental problem. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, he has changed the name of Cinderella that he had here in uh, the West End and he's changed it now that it's opening on Broadway and he's changed it to a completely different name, not... It's called Bad Cinderella mm. because obviously that's the title song, yeah. Bad Cinderella. Uh, so, yeah, do you think it's going to make a bit of a difference? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The reaction on Facebook that I saw yeah. based on how he treated the UK cast it was... Uh, implied to me that maybe the world of social media is better connected than Andrew recognises because okay. there are people in Broadway who are as equally frustrated and angry as people were on this side of the <laughs> yeah. pond because they know how he treated them. So I suspect there will be some stalwarts um, yep. of, is it 59th Avenue, 52nd? Don't know. Anyway, Broadway, yes. <laughs> bright lights, stars, um, big names. But I suspect there'll be some people who are used to patronising those shows who will go, nah, no thanks. I mean, he's his work in the 80s was amazing but it's a bit dated now I don't think we need new content from him just because he's a lord uh no unless but, it was amazing well, but it's not yeah I mean speaking of not amazing oh yeah from a particular person why are you looking discussed. at me <laughs> no I would never do that so uh one of Angelo Webber's less successful shows oh, yeah. uh, Aspect of Love oh yeah do you know that one I do I'm all right. I know that love changes everything's from it. That's yes, about that is, all I know. And that is about all that yeah. came from it. Yes. Well, it, there's being a revival. Really? Yes, there is. Uh, so that was back in 1989. And it, you know. Remember that, Cleo? Had, mm, good old days. I know, that how was how my old were you time. in 1989? <laughs> well, about 60 something. <laughs> yeah. Cleo's playing with the old game here. Yeah. The audience right. can't see her <laughs> and therefore don't know that she wasn't alive. <laughs> Um, so Michael Ball is going to be in it again. He's going to start in the production, which is great because uh, he's like a, a steady kind of stalwart, isn't he, at the end of the he day? Is. He's great. But yep. I don't understand why Andrew Lloyd Webber keeps casting people that were in the original casts of things, like putting Jason Donovan in the yes. new version of uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. We don't need the same people. No, and I, it would be nice if there was a fresh start. But anyway, I, I like Michael. You know, he's, he's cool. Uh, except for a 26-week run. Oh, yeah. That's hopeful. Yeah, brave. 26-week run uh, from the 12th of May, okay, at the Lyric Theatre. And uh, that's currently where Get Up, Stand Up is. The thing is, if you're prepared to make a loss, if you're prepared just for the sake of your name and uh, how you like to present yourself in the world, 
to project that out there by taking mm. a huge loss on tickets, go for it. But yeah, curious. Well, it's going to be directed by uh, the great Jonathan Kent, who really okay. was great on uh, worked with Michael on the Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think there's that sense of hope of freshness. And, yeah. and a different approach. So that, and I don't be begrudge him wanting to revisit things that didn't work the first time, ripping them up and just looking again at the pieces and going, well, that works, that works, that works. Let's find a new path through this. Absolutely. Great. I agree. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed it works. Now, another one I've seen that's coming a little bit near here, actually, is the importance of being earnest. Mm-hmm. So it's an ETT English touring theatre, Leeds Playhouse and Rose Theatre production, which is ending its tour in Kingston, which isn't too far away from the Thames Valley. Uh, it's there at the beginning of November, so you've got a month. And I feel like this tour is deliberately timed to chime in with Black History Month. Now, yes. granted, the beginning of November is slightly out of it, but then I don't think we just need to deal with it in one month. Um, director <laughs> Densley Wesley Sanderson is breathing fresh new life into Wilde's sharpest and wittiest comedy. So obviously we know and love this classic satire, but this is vibrantly and sassily retold. Um, Denzel was the winner of the 2021 Royal Theatrical Support Trust Sir Peter Hall Director Award. Easy for you to say. Um, (laughs) And it's set in a world that's often overlooked, that of black Victorians, which I think is a really interesting take on it. It looks incredible. Um, Lady Bracknell is played by Daniel Jacobs' drag queen alter ego Vinegar Strokes from RuPaul's Uh, Drag Race UK, which is a nice take on things. Not the first time that somebody has cross-dressed to play that part for example, obviously, uh, David Suchet did it in the West End when Stephen Fry wasn't able to. Um, but I love the idea of it being proper full drag queen. Denzel said, I was told at school that we came over on the Windrush and that was it. So there was no sort of contextualisation or history based here. I love that he... This is me commenting now, not still sure. Denzel. Back to him. When I started researching Black Victorians, it opened up a whole new world. I knew then that I had to keep the setting real. This happened. These people existed. Um, and so it looks, the production shots look wonderful. The rich costumes fit that mission of shaking up our impression of Black Victorians, which is why the tour is travelling with the Black Chronicles exhibition in a box, which is a pop-up photography display showcasing studio portraits of African, Caribbean and South Asian descent sitters during Victoria in Britain. So that is coming to Kingston's, coming to the Rose in Kingston the 1st to the 12th of November Um, and they look fabulous. Abiola Owokonoran is in tweed and Justice Ritchie is in a three-piece morning and morning suit. It looks sumptuous, refreshing and those two guys playing Algie and Jack are hot new talent as well. Abiola's from Rada, Justice has just stepped out of uh, Guildhall. It feels like the world's gone. Yes boys, let's have it. We'll take you two. Come with us. Very nice. Now, uh, the musical Sylvia, have you heard of that one? It's based on the life of the Pankhurst family? No. Okay, so um, hopefully you know that... In my head I was going Carrie, but then no... Yeah, Yeah. so the Pank... You know, I get that, yeah. Uh, Pankhurst family, um, and it's going to be based around um, Sylvia Pankhurst and um, Sister Emmeline Pankhurst, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that's around the suffragette era. Um, and it's going to be really quite exciting because they've just cast it and Beverly Knight is returning um, in, I didn't even know there was one, but they did lots of workshops back in uh, 2018 Okay, for this. And the, so the full production is going to happen in 2023. They've just announced the full cast. It's uh, going to be at the Old Vic. Uh, which is fantastic Lovely. as well. With This is very exciting. With direction and choreography by Kate Prince. Now, Kate Prince, you probably know, uh, from know the Zoo Nation. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, 
you know, incredible out there thinking when it comes yeah, yeah. to uh, staging, choreography and everything like that. Um, so recently been doing um, stuff with Sadler's Wells, uh, the Cape Prince Company. But I'm really, really excited about this. This could be really quite beautiful, actually. Uh, so that's going to be happening uh, early next year. So cool. good old Beverly Knight is going to be in that one. I'm not quite sure who plays um, Sylvia just at this moment. That's one of those shows that I'm pretty confident has had its roots, obviously, pre-pandemic 2018 and was yes. probably destined to be on 2021, maybe. Yeah. But just as we've made the case on this show stage door for so long, it takes a while to get something up and running. It takes it a really, long time. really does. And the genesis of these shows, having been halted by covid and a lack of support has meant that it takes a long time to get that machine up and running again to get it back to to even beyond next year yep so it's sharon rose who was in hamilton and the movie jingle jangle um is playing sylvia pankhurst for that and uh the lovely sean green is the music director which is fantastic very cool did you see that nikolai foster's got a new production of the wizard of oz at the curve i saw something yeah it's not on it it. opens on the 19th of november well they've announced georgina honora as dorothy and she was in the national Dick Whittington and she was an alternate Cinderella when it was named Cinderella and not bad Cinderella sure. for Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. and she got the Black British Theatre Award for Best Graduate and she says Dorothy has a remarkably universal story and I hope every audience member will see themselves in the world we create which is feels like very much the Wizard of Oz has spoken to people across the ages and it's lovely that they're bringing this fresh new take on it with Georgina and Nora playing Dorothy Fantastic. Very cool. Can I mention one more thing before we yeah. go to a song? Um, because, you know, Christmas is coming up and people like to go and see Christmas <laughs> theatre. How, how many days is it, Joe? I, you I'm, normally count in I'm not going to embarrass myself <laughs> knowing how many hours are left now. <laughs> um, but the casting has been confirmed for the European premiere of Dolly Parton's Smoky Mountain Christmas Carol. Oh, a new musical. Now, Love Dolly. It, listen, she is a songwriter extraordinaire. She really is. So this could, could be really quite amazing. Uh, now, Robert Bathurst, do you remember him from Cold Feet and yeah. Downton Abbey? Yeah, I, yeah, yes. I do. Um, in my head, if I'm thinking of the right person, I principally am thinking of him from Toast of London. Okay. He so plays he's Toast playing, flat, mate. Yeah. All right, so he's playing Scrooge. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, Halle Brown, Iona Fraser, Richard J. Hunt, Vicky Lee Taylor, George McGuire, Idis Mahmoud, uh, Sarah O'Connor, Christopher Parkinson, Manal Patel, Annie Southall, Carol Stennett, Danny Whitehead and Mitchell Zangeza. They are all in this amazing show. Um, and it's, we've got sharing the role of Tiny Tim is Daniel Lee, Alexander Quinlan, Samuel Sturge. There's all these other, obviously loads of people. I can't read them all. <laughs> um, but it's obviously original songs by the country legend herself. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it should be really cool. Um, and that is going to be on. Uh, they've already added. They've already added extra performances. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. You say Dolly and people are going to buy it. And it's at the South Bank. Ah, nice. So the show's runs at the South Bank Centre from the 8th of December to the 8th of January. So that would be really cool. Dolly, Mar- Dolly Martins. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Partons, even. Smoking Mountain Christmas Carol. Let's get that song on it's quickly. It's definitely time for us to have a lie down. And Let's... maybe, in fact, have a Christmas holiday gone. Then how many days do you reckon it is till Christmas? I've just looked this up. It's quite terrifying. Um, Cleo, how, how many would you guess? <laughs> no maths allowed. You can't just count them up. Right. Go on, right. 60. 75. 60, 75. It's 80 days. Okay. In any case, pretty terrifying. <laughs> tick, tick, boom, the clock's ticking. <laughs> Why do we play with fire? Why do we run our finger through the flame? Why do we leave our hand on the stove? Oh, 
some pain Oh, why do we refuse to hang a light When the streets are dangerous Why does it take an accident Before the truth gets through to us Cages or wings, which do you prefer? Ask the birds, fear or love, baby, don't say the answer. Actions speak louder than words. Why should we try to be our best when we can just get by and still gain? Why do we not our heads, although we know the boss is wrong as rain? Why should we blaze a trail when the well-worn path seems safe and so We'll eat the dust of the world Wondering why Why do we stay with lovers Who we know down deep Just aren't right Why would we rather
and you're listening to Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlow on River Radio. And you can listen on our website, river.radio. You can listen on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio and live right here, right now on DAB. I wondered if it was my birthday then for a minute. Why? Oh, the music. <laughs> we did that. It's as not a December. Gr- no, true. Oh, well remembered. It's why I chose me, not you, because I uh, wouldn't put money on it. Uh, we sang that show at our showcase. Um, we sang that song, rather. Did you? Uh, yeah, so I've always had a long-term giggle at Cages or Wings, which do you prefer, which is a ridiculous choice to offer a bird. Um, what <laughs> did, did you think of that because of doing Cages last week in the vault? Yeah. Because weirdly enough, when Robin was talking about Cages, I kept getting Cages or Wings did you in my hear head. It in your head. And then when you chose it, I was like, hang on, is that the same thought path? Well, it could be subconsciously, mightn't it? Mm. Who knows? We're in the middle of lifting the curtain, and you've got the local roundup. Yeah, I just yeah, round them up. Uh, oh dear Roddy, what's in that coffee Cleo today? Laughed. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's this move on. Appreciates my talent. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Okay, so uh, I just wanted to mention the English Youth Ballet. Okay, they mm-hmm. are around our area at the moment, which is really exciting. Oh, right. So, if you have a child that is um, been doing ballet lessons and is interested in a really fantastic opportunity, the there are auditions to join the English Youth Ballet happening. So, at the, they're at the Swan Theatre um, on the first and second of November. Oh, the, sorry, the audition is the twenty. Oh, that's happened. Have I missed the auditions? You <sighs> have. Oh, I know what it is. They're doing workshops around here. Okay. But there are s- still some opportunities. So right, I would so I can suggest... still put my pumps on and get my good toes out. Uh, yes, you could do that. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in Hayes, they're doing some performances. So the auditions are earlier and they are video auditions as well. So that's a good one. But can I suggest that you go to the EnglishYouthBallet.co.uk and look for the audition dates. Um, they are, I know that, for example, this weekend that they are at the Borlay School um, doing uh, lots of workshops there uh, this weekend, which is fantastic, and going to do some performances. So, And I think that's open to anybody. I don't think it's just the Borlay students. So uh, that is exciting. Uh, just also wanted to mention at the Reading Hexagon, there's quite a few great shows happening there. Um, we have uh, the Papini Sisters. Now, I don't know if you know who they are. They are incredible singers. They've okay. sung with Michael Bublé on some of his albums and have got some really great little interesting kind of arrangements. And they're um, at the Hexagon on the 14th of October. Cool. Uh, yeah, so they, they are really a very, very exciting people to watch. They There's sound a- like a name that stepped out of the 17th century. Yeah, Sounds like you'd do. imagine to see them on an old playbill from Venice or something. But they are kind of that Andrew Sisters kind of vibe. Um, so anyway, that's that's really exciting. And just a reminder that at Reading Rap, we have Jekyll and Hyde, uh, which is um, going to be incredible because we can't wait to see that, can we, Cleo? Yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, so that's going to be good. Uh, have a look at... Uh, the Wickham Swan this week as well, oh, yeah. this week, next week, uh, for the Osmond musical, which I keep telling everybody about because I think it's going to be such great fun. Yeah, yeah. Your peers all like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the Hand, hand of the Baskervilles. Hang on. <laughs> Hang no, on. no, no, we've moved on. Hang on. <laughs> Time's a factor. We're, we're live. You need uh, to respect your elders. I do respect my elders. I think you're marvellous. Right. Okay, the Hand on. of the Baskervilles is on tour with starring Terry Malloy, Colin Baker 
and Dee Sadler. It is coming on the 29th of I know, October. And you've got the biggest surprise we've ever. We've got two tickets. We can literally just give them away. Um, but I'm not going to make it quite as easy as that. Uh, we're going to put answers to this question into a hat and draw one on the 20th of October. So you've got two weeks to get your answers into this question. Right. Doctor Who star Colin Baker is coming as Sherlock uh, to the Kenton, but... Who played Sherlock Holmes's housekeeper, or who is Sherlock Holmes's housekeeper? What's her name in the books? Is it A, Mrs Hudson, B, Mrs Danvers, or C, Mrs Dalloway? So send in your answer to A, B, or C. Send in your answer to Joe, J-O, at River.Radio. Yes, please. Who is Sherlock Holmes's housekeeper? Not the person who played it on telly, not the person who's doing it in the, uh, at the uh, Kenton, which I suspect will be Dee Sadler. But no, who, what's the name of the character? Is it A, Mrs Hudson, B, Mrs Danvers, or C, Mrs Dalloway? Send your answers in to J-O at River.Radio and be in with a chance of winning those tickets. And talking about uh, the Kenton Theatre as well, uh, next week from the 12th to the 15th is a lovely production of Pippin. Ah. Yeah, so uh, recommend that you go and see that. If you've not seen it, it's a really interesting story, actually. Uh, and that is being put on by a an award-winning... Oh, the award-winning Reading Operatic Society. Oh, very yeah. cool. Uh, I've got two final things to mention. Go. you got anything else before you we've go. got our pick? Stratford East has got the wonderful world of Dissocia. The reason I'm mentioning it now is it's only on for another week. It's on till the 15th of October. What's on stage gave it five stars and called it the hardest I've laughed in a theatre this year. Mm. It's one of those plays that's fast becoming a cult play. It started out life at Lambda. It went to the Edinburgh International Fringe, then to the Royal Court. It's by Anthony Nielsen, directed by Emma Baggett now. And um, What would you do if you lost a... An hour from your day. Lisa Jones is on a quest through a surreal world filled with insecurity guards, flying cars, singing polar bears and wild goose chases. But this is a poignant and comic delve into the nature of mental illness. Nielsen said, if you like Alice in Wonderland but there's not enough sex and violence in it, then Dissocia is the show for you. And the other thing I wanted to say is that there's a new musical of the famous Five in existing, a staging of it. That's uh, at Theatre Cluid now and then in a couple of weeks on the 21st of October it comes to Chichester Festival Theatre, which is not far from our shores. Written by Eleanor Cook with music and lyrics by Theo Jamieson, it's Blyton's iconic quintet back on stage, heading to Kirin Island and a ruined castle. So if that's up your street, that's at the Chichester Festival Theatre from the 21st. And often if it's been at Chichester, it heads this way as well. Yeah. So that would be nice. May well get it even closer to home. Right, time for our pick of the week. Now, just whilst you're here, Cleo, do you know what musical that little jingle is from? Yeah, we are, we are really connected because I was literally about to ask exactly you to ask the, the same, same question. question. Over to you, Joe. What question? No, well, no. <laughs> you wanted you know? to ask what musical that music came from. Is it the chorus line? Yeah, it is. A chorus line. Yes. A chorus line. Yes, well done, Cleo. Very good. I didn't, I didn't know that until Joe gave it to us to use as a jingle some 79 shows ago. <laughs> right. My pick of the week Go. is Richmond. Not very far. No, very not easy at to all. get to. Noises Off, which is a flipping brilliant play, is mm-hmm. on now. It opened two days ago. It's on till the 15th of October. It's a touring show with Felicity Kendall. Nice. Come on, she's still got it, hasn't she? And Matthew Kelly in this side splitting play within a play. So it's the on and off stage antics of a touring theatre company stumbling through a farce called Nothing On. So you see, you see what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, it's an incredible show. It's definitely the beginning beginning of um, a whole generation of farces. If you thought that play that goes wrong was funny, this actually is. <laughs> Noises Off is there in Richmond till the 15th of October. Right. Name that show, part two. Let's... Name that show. And I don't have the time 
No, none taken. <laughs> yeah, I chose that bit. <laughs> Very specifically. So part two of Name That Show. That's your second clip of the three you get okay. throughout the hour. So if you I think can name the show, nice tell Joe. If we play that again. Did you just appreciate that rhyme? Oh, go again. If go. you can name the show, tell Joe. Oh, huh? wow. Oh. <laughs> I love that Cleo's going for full-on support, but that it comes across as like, just a slight uh, tone of, yeah. are you all right there? Do you need, have you been? Okay, right. That one again. There's two say? of us trying yeah. to, uh, you know, like, react positively to your comedy, yeah. Roddy. Help me with the world I live in. Okay. And I don't have the time to waste on you anymore. You can't lose your way. I get into trouble if I am the next bit. No, sorry. Well, I didn't. I sort of whispered the, the drum beat for the next uh, bit. Okay, yeah. So if you think you know what the show is that that second clip comes from, you need to email in joe, J-O, at river.radio and tell me what show that comes from. And listen, I might even give you half a star if you know what the title of the song is. I'm being a bit generous today. So you've got a chance to win a couple of fabulous seats uh, in a West End show uh, before Christmas. And I'm sure that would be a great thing to take a friend to or your granny or something like that. So email in, tell us what show you think it is, and you'll be in with a chance. Yeah, it'd be a good Christmas present in itself, wouldn't it? Right. It would. Cleo, I'm afraid it's time for us to expose our ignorance in the quiz. I love that bit. <laughs> okay, so five questions. Cleo, are you ready? Yes. You can have no assistance. You okay. have to... You, you and Roddy are playing off each other, is against each other. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. all right. It's too easy. These are easy, okay? Mm. It'll be all right. So I'm continuing last week's theme. I'm going to tell you some characters from the show. You need to tell us what show it's from. Ah, okay. Okay. So question one, who... Are these people like what show are these people in? The characters are Zazu, Simba, Pumba, and Taman. <laughs> okay? I'm being nice. Yeah, easy? Okay, it's okay. an easy start. Okay. All right, question two. Teve, Tevye, Golda, Zaitzel, Hodel, and Shava. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yeah? I think so. Question three. If you don't get this clear, we're going to have words. <laughs> Alphabet, Glinda, Fiera, and Bok. Oh, okay. So far, I reckon yeah. I got three out of five. Okay, which right. is more Calm than down. Well, it's more than we got last week. <laughs> it's a brag. It's more. It's more than we got put together last week. <laughs> uh, Curly McLean, Laurie Williams, and Judd Fry. Oh, Curly. Curly McLean, Laurie Williams, and Judd Fry. Oh, Cuthbert, Dibble, and Grub. I don't know. Rings well, a bell. Help me, Roddy, R-O-W-Y at river.radio. <laughs> um, and finally, question five, Rusty, Popper, Electra, Bobo and Greaseball. I did a project on that one. Oh, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> okay. So, Zazu, Simba, Pumba, Timon uh, was number one. Number Zazu two. Zazu and Timon. Goodness sake. What am I saying? Yeah, Zazu and, and oh, Timon. Sorry, <laughs> it's the Aussie version, darling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gade, uh, Zaitzel, Hodel, and Shava was two. Question three was Alpha, Beglinda, Fiera, and Bok. Question four, Curly McLean, Laurie Williams, and Judd Fry. And question five, Rusty, Popper, Electra, Bobo, and Greaseball. Okay, we've got two minutes to try and work this out. Whilst we listen to something a little bit spooky from hair. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I love hair. I love <laughs> well, we're getting ready for Halloween, it feels like, with some atmospheric sound effects, mm. some clattering, clinking in the background. This is Aquarius. We'll know it now. When the moon is in the seventh. 
Oh, what a tune. Yeah. That's so old school stereo that I realised that there was a different sound coming out of the other half of my headphones, which okay. is quite rare now. That's not normally how stereo exactly. works, but it was the sort of experimental beginning of it. Right, answers to the quiz. Love that last little bit. Okay, so I asked you five questions. I gave you characters from a musical. Yeah. And you needed to tell me what musical that was. Yeah. So the first one was uh, Zazu. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Simba, Pumba and Timon. Timon. What musical is that from, Cleo? The Lion King. Yay, Yay. The Lion correct, King. Correct, 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 correct. Number two was, uh, a little bit harder to say, Tevye, Golda, Zaitzel, Hodzel and Shava. Do you know? No. I'm going Fiddler on the Roof. Correct. Yes. Well done. Uh, question three. Uh, Alphabet, Glinda, Fiera and Buck. You're up. Wicked. Yeah. Very yeah. good. I'm being very generous today. Uh, Curly McLean, uh, Laurie Williams and Judd Fry. I think this has come back to me. I think it's Oklahoma. You are correct. Yeah. yeah. back in the <laughs> You're doing very well and you've got to I have this last this one. one. I don't oh, know this one. Oh, come on. You, we're going to add Cleo's and my scores uh, you together. Think, mm. You think you are? <laughs> yeah, right. we do. Okay. Rusty, Popper, Electra, Bobo and Greaseball. Oh. Oh, hang on. Uh, Starlight Express. Yeah. Oh, was that what you were going to yeah. say? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Five out of five, Mr. Peters. Rusty wow. suddenly gave gave that away. Oh, I'll when tell was you the what. last time you got five yeah, out of all five? Right. Well, let's not dwell on that, but let's <laughs> celebrate. I do agree that we should have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Thanks. Well done. Thanks for your help, Cleo. I'd just like to say to my adoring fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to happen again. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the one and only time. Right, let's get ourselves into the vault. Yeah, yeah, um, squeezing this way. Turn your body sideways slightly. Oh, yeah. That's Tessellation it. here yeah. is quite tricky. Well, Claire's yeah. very tall, so yeah. just yeah. You're nip occupying, your head. occupying quite a useful top zone here. <laughs> I'll do the Rolodex. That's, that's this old-fashioned card thing that's going around in circles. <laughs> oh, H. H. Okay, What's what you got? H for? Heathers. 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 Yep. This is a musical introduced in Westerberg High School okay. where Veronica is introduced to the world of hierarchy at the school mm-hmm. and she's taken in by the Heathers, which are the three popular girls and they're not very nice. And mm. Veronica soon learns this as they make her do horrible things to people that she loves, which obviously is not nice. Outrageous, yeah. And then Veronica falls in love with this new boy called JD, which is jason dean and they end up getting themselves into very sticky situations and that's forgery murder suicide i don't want to spoil it too much but (laughs) that's yeah nasty things and veronica's distraught by all of this stuff and questions their relationship that they have together Mm. and like i said i don't want to spoil it but it just gets more violent more gory so it's All quite dark. That. Yeah, it's deep, dark, but it's definitely a good watch. That's not what I was expecting. Neither. No. I know. I got quite sort of primary colours. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But um, it first premiered on September 13th, 2010 at Joe's Pub in New York City. So it is still quite recent mm. and after it sold down in, in la the show moved off broadway in 2014 then after this run the show had an off west end run in 2018 and since then has been on the west end and i think they might have just finished their first uk tour yes and in march 2019 it won the best music the best new musical award at the london what's on stage awards and i'm sure because it is still quite new they've bound to have a lot more awards to win 
And yeah. also right I now... I love your optimism. I yeah. love that. I love that. Come on, just keep winning them. They will keep winning them. <laughs> um, and actually right now, um, both of the assistant choreographers have had to go on as a role as there weren't enough ensemble members. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Is that due to illness or...? I'm not sure. I think just shortage. Yeah. But um, there's, there's no shortage of performers. Don't worry about it. And one of the original cast members, Hannah Lauther, actually is the assistant choreographer now who's okay. the first person ever to go on as all three heathers oh wow which wow. is really exciting oh, but wow, and it was yeah. easy for her to do that because she was the dance captain yeah. of the um musical so she knows everyone's tracks yeah, yeah. it's, it's really easy to swing into if you've been teaching it to other people <laughs> yeah. i guess so yeah that's fantastic very nice and what are we going to listen to we are listening to Candy Store, which is one of my And where favorites. does this fit in the show? This is one of the first songs, actually, when Veronica has been told to do something nasty and they're trying to convince her, but she's like, hmm, <laughs> not sure about this one. Not convinced. Yeah. All Let's right. take a listen. I like looking hot, buying stuff they cannot. I like drinking hard, Max and Dad's credit card. Skipping gym, scaring her, screwing him I like killer clothes Kicking nerds in the nose If you like the juice Go play duck, duck, goose Let your mommy fix you ice cream Whoa! Come hang with me And tonight we'll be Dirty dancing with the football team Whoa! To my candy store Guys fall at your feet Pay the check, help you cheat All you need to know Some dead weight has to go That freak's not your friend I can tell in the end If she had your shot She would leave you for rot Of course if you don't care Fine, go braid her hair Maybe Sesame Street is on Or forget the creep And get in my Jeep Right, that's Candy Store from Heather's. Thanks so much, Cleo, for telling us about it. Now, I understand you're performing that number. Yes, we are. It's very exciting. We've been rehearsing. You have been rehearsing, and that's for the Voices show at Jam Theatre on November 12th and 13th. So if you'd like to hear how Cleo and uh, her mates do, (laughs) doing uh, playing the Heather's, um, uh, that show, just go to jamtheatre.co.uk and book some tickets. Mm, Very nice. Well, you're listening to River Radio, online at river.radio, on Apple, Android 
and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify and we're broadcasting live on DAB right here now from the heart of Marlow. There is still so much to come. We've got a review, a ticket competition, the answer to name that show, the spotlight interview. And before all of that, my quick review. Right, I went to see Iphigenia in Splot at the Lyric Hammersmith. Sorry, sorry, say that again. (laughs) Iphigenia, Greek myth, Iphigenia in Splot. S-B-L-O-T-T. Uh, it began life at the Sherman Theatre. It's had a stint at the National Theatre. It's now on at the Lyric Hammersmith. It's there until the 22nd of October. It's a one-woman show. Great. It's a 75-minute blistering monologue. Um, it's got quite a lot to say. It's a sort of state-of-the-nation address, mm. but from Wales, uh, from a working-class village in Wales. And okay. it's a woman who goes through quite a lot of trauma. There are a few trigger warnings on this, so if there are, if you want to have a look at their website and just check, or they offer you to contact them, because there are obviously towing that fine line between spoilers and telling people letting people know what happens but there are a few issues that are dealt with but it's an extraordinary performance i mean sustaining that energy for 75 minutes is extraordinary Mm. pretty much a scant stage you know there's a couple of chairs that she moves between but you are right there with her she doesn't play the other characters but you get such a sense of who these other characters are in the story there are a lot of twists and turns i really recommend it it's a very powerful 75 minutes it's not the sort of thing you'd go to it's not like six it's not light-hearted this is pretty intense stuff yeah. but it was very good she did an incredible job that's at the lyric hammersmith till the 22nd of october Oh, fantastic thanks for showing that now to win two tickets to hound of the baskervilles at the kenton on the 29th of october that question again what is sherlock holmes's housekeeper called now listen carefully to the order of these possible answers because they might not replicate the ones i gave you earlier a mrs danvers b mrs hudson or c mrs dalloway frankly if you just send us a letter uh, it would help if you give us the name next to it do you think it's mrs danvers mrs hudson or mrs dalloway email jo at river.radio with Please. your answer to win those two tickets Cleo? to go and watch colin baker Cleo, who are you guessing for i'm oh. miss damber oh you're mrs. going danvers? Oh, no, no, okay. right. i have thrown in some red herrings there from other yes. books so if you've heard of them that might not necessarily be the answer right name that show part three name that That's familiar. That is very familiar. This is like the high point of the song. So if you know what show that song comes from, please email joe at river.radio. So you're in with a prize. Uh, you'll only get one star if you only worked it out from that last clip, but it, you're still in. You're yeah. still in with a chance to win two West End uh, show tickets. It's a bonanza here. It's a giveaway galore. Oh, what are we doing, Ruddy? Right now <laughs> to our spotlight interview with Benedict Salter. Well, Benedict Salter, thank you very much for joining us on Stage Door today. Lovely to see you and hear you. It is so nice, even if we've got to do this on Zoom. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to talk to me, because you're currently in a show at the Watermill, and we'll talk about that more in a moment. But to start with, I wanted to be nosy and ask, did you go to drama school? (laughs) Yeah, I did go to drama school. I did. I went to Lambda, but I went to university first. And what was the thinking behind uni first, drama school second? Because, uh, attempting to be a very mature 18-year-old, I knew that... (laughs) Acting was something that I did want to pursue, but I also knew that I was very young and that I didn't have a lot of life experience. 
and that I just wasn't really ready or confident enough to tackle the whole drama school thing. Yeah. And I, I wanted a university experience as well and I needed to grow and I needed to develop and thank God I did because then I went to university and did loads of extracurricular drama and had a wonderful time and became far better than I was when I was 18. Yeah. Then I had to have a couple of years in between university and drama school in order to raise the money to go to drama to bankroll it yeah <laughs> did you do a lot of musicals at uni I did a couple of musicals I would never have considered myself to be a musical theatre actor only because I just don't have the chops for it <laughs> but I did mainly plays inspired by people like you in the years above me and you know who you know not too many years above me <laughs> just to clarify more the idea that I've dragged you down into this with me kicking and screaming oh yeah this is all your fault this is this all, is all your, your fault. fault you were such an inspiration <laughs> now are there any jobs from your career to date that you like, oh, that was a banger? Yeah, and it's never the kind of the ones that you think it's going to be. I did my second show out of drama school was at the Watermill Theatre, where I'm currently doing a fellow. And it was a musical, but it was an actor-musician production, as the Watermillers want to do. Mm. They produce such high-quality actor-musician content. Yeah. And we did a little night music, which is a Stephen Sondheim musical. Yes. And I play the cello, and there is a part in that musical for a young male cellist. <laughs> Even if it's not done actor-musician, the part of Henrik in Little Night Music, he plays the cello in the musical. Really? So right. when that came up, I was like, I need that. I need <laughs> Excuse me, this that. has me and written I, all over it. Yeah, yeah. And I was still young enough to play him at that point. And we had the most glorious summer doing an absolutely stunningly beautiful musical with incredible arrangements and a wonderful team at the Watermill. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I wasn't even a year out of drama school at that point, And I just thought, my God, I'm so lucky to be doing this. Wow. And then more recently, I did a two-hander at the Bolt Festival 2019 that was called Vespertilio, which was about bats. Uh, oh, wow. Insane. It was basically a story about a man who is a bat expert and he goes to check on a particular bat, a very endangered bat, and there is a young runaway living in the tunnel where this bat lives and they meet and they form a relationship oh, yeah. two of them and it's a beautiful allegory for safe spaces and how they make a home for each other beautiful we won an award for it at the festival and it was it was oh, amazing well done yeah it was great it was lovely we all kind of went into it going we don't really know what this is going to be and it, this isn't <laughs> this isn't on a west end stage and it's not on bbc one on a sunday yeah, night sorry it's about bats but it's, right uh, yeah exactly <laughs> let's just tackle it and put our heart and soul into it and we did oh. it was so lovely yeah i saw that I really liked it. It was a great show. It's yeah. one that, from all of those vault shows, stuck in my head. Right, to the watermill then, and now you're in Othello. Tell mm. us about that. Who do you play? So I actually play two parts. I play the Duke of Venice and Lodovico. Two parts that listeners probably will go, I don't remember those people being in Othello. <laughs> but I, prom I promise you they are there. So the, the watermill have this watermill ensemble where the artistic director, Paul Hart, he brings together a group of actors to really, I wouldn't say modernise, I said modernise is the wrong word, but bring a bit of new life to some Shakespeare plays and to marry them with the actor musicianship that the Watermill is famous for. There's always a musical theme that goes with each Shakespeare that they do. And it's always a really nicely eye-opening experience, I think, for audiences to come and see a play that they probably have known or are at least familiar with when it comes to Shakespeare, but then to see them blown apart a bit, a new and hopefully exciting way. Yeah. So, 
Othello is 10 of us. They tend to do a 50-50 split gender-wise, so there's five girls and five boys. It feels really exciting, actually. Our Iago, who is, for those who know Othello, I apologise, but Iago is kind of the inexplicable villain of the show. <laughs> he has no reason for toying with these people the way that he does. And I'm saying he, but our Iago is actually a woman. Right. And uh, she's a deaf actress called Sophie Stone, and she is absolutely exceptional. And to have not just a woman play Iago, but also someone who is bringing a whole new level of language to the show by incorporating some elements of sign and also just being able to play the idea of this is a character who is deaf. How does that affect their relationship? Wow. It's, it's exceptional. But everyone's brilliant in it. They're really, really good. It's a wonderful ensemble. I love it. Talk us through all the instruments you play. Clarinet, what else? No, I mean, I play in this order, I would say. I play cello, piano, clarinet, saxophone, little bit of accordion, little bit of ukulele, like that kind of thing. But I, I, <laughs> I like that you're saying this to try and dismiss the, the idea that you play a lot of instruments. <laughs> no, no, no. I, in, like, in this particular production, I play cello, piano and percussion. Great. I'm not a percussionist, but <laughs> If you give a musician a drum kit and say, we want something like this, they can generally pick it up. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not choosing my own horn here. I'm just saying when you're a musical person, you can generally kind of splice yourself into particular things that you didn't do before. There's a party scene at, uh, in Acts to the army that's been approaching have been wiped out by a tempest very handily. Yeah. <laughs> so don't have to show any of that actual war happening. And then they all decide to have a party to celebrate. And one of the guys in the ensemble does a rap about Othello during the party, which I absolutely love. I think that's great. Is that and written I, for the show or is that using the text? Our musical director wrote it for the show. And it's about Othello and about what his character and what he's done in the show. But Brilliant. Nadine Lee, who's the musical director, she's exceptional. And I think Paul just said at one point, can you just pop a rap in there? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, she wrote one. <laughs> so uh, it's brilliant. It's not, we're not turning the Shakespeare play into a musical. We are adding to the rhythm and the music of the text. Yeah. What if this Shakespeare play was set in this time, in this society? What is the time? What is the society? And you mentioned a musical theme. Is What's the theme this time? There's a lot of music by artists of colour. There's a lot of R&B and soulful music, which is really exciting. You're going to hear songs from Michael Chiwanuka, Fuji's, Lauren Hill, oh, um, Emily Sande, Labyrinth. It's set in kind of modern Venice and Cyprus, as modern as you can get without having to reference anything that's actually happening. <laughs> uh, so it's everyone's in modern dress. I mean, I play the Duke, and at the beginning, I presented at this desk with a laptop and a mobile phone. It's almost like a Cobra meeting. Yeah, oh, nice. So, you know, it's that kind of vibe. The wonderful thing about Shakespeare language is that it is just poetry, and if you just let yourself sit in it and accept it, then it becomes very, very clear. And I'd like to say that every single actor in the production is incredibly clear. They understand what they're saying. So when an actor understands what they're saying, the audience will understand what they're saying. Yes, preach. <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah, brilliant so. as well. The production shots I've seen look so punchy and modern exactly. and it feels very approachable. Well, the designer of the show, she's called Ceci Carf, and she's done this really, really brilliant design of a very stark military base of kind of concrete, and steel that then can be made to look 
like in the party scene it's all glow sticks and neon and lasers yeah. and that kind of thing it's just very stylish but then i would yeah. say that because i'm because i'm in it <laughs> <laughs> and you're a very so stylish I, man well no I, that's not what i mean i just mean like as soon as you're put in something you're just like god this is this feels stylish this you looks know. good yeah yeah we're so lucky to have this on our doorstep in the thames valley yeah. benedict salter thank you very much for talking to us about othello at the watermill which runs to the 15th of october thank you thank you thank you for having me thank you Right, so what was that from? Can you tell us? It was from the musical Avenue Q. Yay! I love Avenue Q. Yeah. I'd love to watch that again. Full of puppetry, that one, isn't it? Yeah, unusual where the puppeteers are also communicating with the audience I know, next to the very puppets, good. Yeah. And that was, there's a fine, fine line. Oh, there's yeah. a fine, fine... Oh, well, you don't need me to sing it, because <laughs> we'll play you out with a full track of it from Avenue Q. But for this week, that's it from Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company, Marlowe. Oh, look, join us both next week at one o'clock. Look forward to seeing you then. Back at the Stage Door! <laughs> Thanks, Cleo. Bye. There's a fine, fine line Between a lover and a friend There's a fine, fine line Between reality and pretend And you never know till you reach the top If it was worth the uphill climb There's a fine, fine line Between love and a waste of There's a fine, fine line Between a fairy tale and a lie And there's a fine, fine line Between your wonderful and goodbye I guess if someone doesn't love you back It isn't such a crime But there's a fine, fine line Between love and a waste of together and not and there's a fine fine line between what you wanted and what you got